Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the early line, live right here on Sports Grid. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wright side and going over the NFL Week 4 slate. Game of the week, it has to be Sunday night football. The pomp and circumstances. Tom Brady returns to Foxborough to square off against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He does so as a touchdown favorite. Donnie, the total just under 50 points here. What do you make of Brady returning to New England? It's going to be very New Englandy weather here, Kevin, if I can use that word. Why? About 60 degrees at kickoff, some drizzle in the forecast. So Tom Brady should be right at home here. You know, usually used to that type of weather, but now down in Tampa Bay, we'll see if that has some effect. But I guess we can say here, Kevin, does anybody out there want to take the New England Patriots in this game? Mm-hmm. They are getting a touchdown at home, and you can't sell enough shares here of the Patriots to even try to make a dent. Why is that? Tom Brady's coming to town. We know he wants to do some damage. You have a healthy offense, what we think is going to be healthy offense. We'll see if Gronkowski gets to the starting gate with those bruised ribs. But Antonio Brown, who missed last week's game versus the Rams, he should back in form. We know Tom Brady is going to break the all-time passing record in NFL history in Foxborough. It's just a matter of how many touchdowns we think he's going to throw. But if it's all that simple, why is this line, Kevin? Minus seven for the Buccaneers, and why not minus 17 and a half? Because an NFL team is still on the other side. Josh McDaniels is still a coach for the offense. Bill Belichick is still a coach for the defense. He knows Tom Brady. But this game comes down to me, Kevin. Not so much Tom Brady, not so much the Bucks defense, but really Mac Jones and what he provides in this game this weekend. Are we shortchanging the young kid? Did he show his stripes last mm-hmm. week going against a good defense where he just can't perform at a high level? And what did we expect from a rookie quarterback? Well, the FanDuel Sportsbook expected them to get close to 10 wins and perform at a decent level. We'll see if that bounces back. But, Kevin, the easiest option here is to just take the Buccaneers. Is anything in your mind telling you right now that I need to get on the Patriots and this plus seven in Foxborough on Sunday night. It's isn't it's a game where I wish the spread wasn't even there. It, it, because as you said, right, like the Bucks, if they have their druthers, they blow this team out by a gazillion points. Yeah. But also, even if New England thinks they can go out there and make the postseason, eh, this is kind of their Super Bowl here. Like this game matters a lot to Bill Belichick, no matter what they say. It has to matter a lot. It is a high emotion football game here, no doubt about it. The greatest quarterback of all time returns to the place where that all became true and won Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. The thing about the game is I think the total becomes a lot more enticing for me because even if this New England offense has been off to a lackluster start, you have a situation where the Bucs have allowed all three of their opponents to get over their team total. And then you look at the Bucs, Donnie, and it's hard not to think that, again, this Tom Brady team wouldn't try to run it up if the opportunity presents itself. Them getting into the mid to high 30s doesn't shock me in the slightest in this game. Over 49.5 is a number that I've been looking at here that I think in Tom's return can get home. Now, and I normally would agree with you here, Kevin, but I'm actually looking the opposite side again here, and I'm usually an over player. If I see a little cooler conditions, mm-hmm. some rain in the forecast, if I'm looking from a New England perspective, how can they win this football game? It's not to get in a shootout because you don't have the weapons to get into a shootout with Tampa Bay in this one. It's, you know, running the football, making smart reads, checking it down when you get the chance, and playing good defense and having a pretty good scheme to try to slow down Tampa Bay. It's hard for me to see New England winning this football game, but I think if they want to win this football game, Kevin, it's not dropping back with Mac Jones and having him throw 35 times in this game. 
the thing is, is you can't run against the Bucks. But I hear what you're saying. Radio sure. audience in full effect. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side with you. The interesting thing as well, Donnie, is there are special markets with this game. And it's not just because Brady is going back to New England. But as you mentioned off the top, he will become the all-time passing leader in NFL history in this game. They have his touchdown passes versus Mac Jones with a draw as a bettable market. But they also have who will catch the pass that breaks the record as well as a first quarter passing yards total of 67 and a half. The over is minus 170. Over would, of course, break that record. You're right about it, and I'm so glad you brought that one up because, Kevin, I circled the under-passing prop of 67 and a half yards. Do we think he wants to get it right away? Absolutely we do, but let's just say, you know, the Buccaneers win the toss and defer to the second half, and New England goes on a drive, Kevin, of five minutes, gets it out to the 40-yard line, and, you know, punts back deep. Let's just say that's the case. So you're looking at maybe, maybe two drives in the first quarter where he's going to have to roughly throw for 70 yards. Can he do it? Absolutely. Does he want to do it quickly? Yes, he does. But that's still a pretty good first quarter here, depending on what the conditions are, how much rain we have in the forecast, and also who gets the football first. It might come down to, Kevin, as simple as this. Whoever wins the coin toss and defers, if that's the case, and Tom Brady gets the football first, that means you might get the full two possessions, maybe a third possession in the mm -hmm. first quarter to do that. I'm just looking contrarian in this one. I'll take the under 67 and a half at the plus 138 number to try to keep that a little bit lower here, and maybe he doesn't have that explosive first quarter. The minus 170 number that jumps out to me, Donnie, is the Brady head-to-head -head against Mac Jones touchdown passes here. Yeah. Brady's over-under is two and a half, which I think has juice to the over. Mac Jones has yet to have a multi-touchdown game in his career. It's a young career, but I'm not sure that that happens this week. But again, even if he does throw two touchdowns, I think Tom, three and four touchdown passes is live. Minus 170 isn't a bad price to like. A lot more week four action. We break it all down after this quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. back right here on the early line and I am so excited to talk about this next game because I need help for my guy Donnie because the Packers are playing the Steelers and look Green Bay's laying six and a half points if you've been betting for a while you know Mike Tomlin as an underdog has in his entire career mm -hmm. been tremendous against the number the thing is who really feels like taking points with the Steelers? Not me. Plus, hanging around with DRS long enough, playing sides, not my deal as much anyway. Playing totals, <laughs> though, 
Very much so my deal. Here's my problem, Donnie. 45 and a half in a Green Bay game, no matter who they play, is something I want to bet over. I still don't think their defense is very good. I think Rodgers is clearly locked in. But can I bet an over, Donnie, with Big Ben as the opposing quarterback? It's so hard to do. Now, also, you, you do bring up some good points here. Uh, last three seasons here for Pittsburgh, underdogs are three and a half to nine and a half points. They are six and one against the numbers. So right away, some people say that's a great trend. And where can I get points and sign up with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin? But at the same time, you have to quantify what you're actually getting yourself into. You are going to be in the second quarter of this game and saying, like, well, why aren't the Pittsburgh you know, offensive line blocking anybody? Good point. That's what they do. They don't block anybody. Uh, why is there so many checkdowns here from Big Ben? And why is Big Ben rolling out of the pocket and just falling down while he's throwing passes? That's what Big Ben does at this point. <laughs> and w- what kind of play call is yeah. this where it's third and nine and you throw a jump ball to Claypool 25 yards down the field in the double coverage? That's what the Steelers do. So when you bet the Steelers, you get what you get. And I know we took a look at, say, well, did you see the Steelers on opening day against the Bills? They beat them. I have no idea how the Steelers actually beat the Bills in that game because they did nothing in that football game as opposed to one jump ball here or there and a block punt. Next thing you know, the Bills couldn't capitalize on their 3,000 chances to score points in that game. So now you equate it here to Green Bay. Valdez Gantley might not make it to the starting gate in this one with a hamstring injury. But it's still Aaron Rodgers. Even if the pass rush is beating down on him, which T.J. Watt looks like he's going to come back and play this week since he has practiced in full. Mm. That's not enough, Kevin. It's not enough for me to say, let's lean on a defense and hopefully they get 15 sacks in this game. And we're going to hand the football to our running back who gets no blocking here that we drafted in the first round. And our wide receiving core is banged up, to say the least. But the quarterback can't deliver the ball. I can't trust the Steelers, but I have this this blockage in my head. And it's the same way last week, Kevin. You take a look at the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals game versus the Steelers. Wait a second now. The Steelers are under three. I got to just take on principle of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get waxed by the Bengals. So you look at it this week. Wait a second. The Steelers are getting close to a touchdown against Green Bay. Where do I sign up? Don't get mad at yourself in the second quarter for betting the Steelers in this game. It's a complete stay away from me overall. Steelers, Packers, 45 and a half is a total. Sign me up for the over, and you're slamming your remote down going, what is Big Ben's story this year? Why can't he play? Don't do that to yourself. Sit back, relax, watch this football game. I don't have any money on it. I won't have any money on this game for that same reason, Kevin. A tremendous breakdown, a great piece of advice. Cut scene, Sunday, in-game live, me, Cam Stewart, 245. And I'm like, why didn't I just listen to Donnie and stay off of this game here? I, Boy, that total is so, so appetizing there. And the thing, too, is I will say this, and you like, man, it's not fair to tell, you know, Steelers the, their, their season's done if they can't go to Lambeau and get a win. No, that's right. If they don't cover this game, they're done. Because that means the Tomlin sauce is completely gone here. This is an automatic take the points. They find a way to cover. Maybe even win outright and blow up all of the money line parlays and teasers of the week there. If they don't do that, to me, one in three. Tomlin sauce, totally gone. Never bet the Steelers until Big Ben is no longer the quarterback. Also, it's not out yet. I can't wait to see what the Najee Harris receptions prop is off of a game where he was targeted 19 times. I cannot wait to see what they do with that. So this is a game that features the North versus the North. We've got another one here, and it is a good one. The Minnesota Vikings host the Cleveland Browns as two-and-a-half-point home dogs. The total, Donnie, 51-and-a-half. We talk about against the spread trends. Mike Zimmer at home out of division, has been a master of covering the number. Even as an underdog, he has been tremendous here. This is the spot he and the Vikings find themselves in against the Cleveland Browns. Should be a good one here. Kirk Cousins been absolutely sensational over the first three games, but the overall record doesn't actually indicate that. Eight touchdowns, no interceptions, 318 yards per game. He's been wonderful, but also an offense for the Cleveland Browns. That's been humming along as well. How about this, Kevin? No surprises here. 5.1 yards per carry out of the Cleveland running backs and a rushing rate of 175 yards per game. You should be able to do some damage here against that Minnesota defense. It gives up close to five yards rushing per game. And, oh, yeah, is a sieve on defense in the secondary at 290. You don't have to worry about any weather conditions being in a dome. 
But this game looks too easy for Cleveland, doesn't it? It almost seems like, Kevin, we just scare Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. And you throw them, oh, Brown, Brown should be able to handle their business. Do I think the Browns can win this game? Absolutely. But you have to take a look at what Minnesota brings to the table. The defense, if it can get itself together, maybe slow down Cleveland. You look at an elite offense. If Dalvin Cook comes back this week, that is a big boon for them. Two good wide receivers and Kirk Cousins playing at an all-pro level through three games. Technically, they probably should be 3-0 and heading into this football game. And also Cleveland, you might be able to say the same thing as well, Kevin, with them, as they should have won opening day mm-hmm. versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I look for offense in this game. I'm actually kind of surprised we're hovering in that low number, that 51 range, you know, 51 and a half, 52. We'll see where it gets there by game day on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But I see points in this game. I know Cleveland has a good defense, but it doesn't show up. You're really getting some of these skewed numbers through three games with what you saw from that offense from the Chicago Bears, Kevin. 67 yards on the ground per game, 181 in the air. That's not necessarily the Cleveland defense. I think they'll be tested by Minnesota, but also I do think Cleveland can score points. I like the over in this game. I see points in the Dome this week. I have no issue with that. I wrote in my notes, you know, I sometimes write little questions to myself, Donnie. Are the Cle- is the Cleveland Browns defense uh. good? I have no idea. I have no idea if the Browns defense is any good because you're right. Like, what do you make of a Bears game where basically people think Matt Nagy was intentionally tanking a football game because they refused to believe anybody could be that bad at coaching football? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to make of that. It's very, very difficult. I think you look at the touchdown score props again. If you don't mind laying numbers there, Nick Chubb minus 150. I'm not sure this guy will go multiple weeks without scoring a touchdown. Did not score last week there. I think in what, you know, Donnie's even profiling a high scoring game. That is a game, that is a number that should be cashing there. Waiting to see a little bit more about Dalvin Cook. A prop that caught my eye, Donnie, was Baker Mayfield's passing yards of 247 and a half to the over. At least 260 yards for all of the quarterbacks that have faced the Minnesota Vikings. Kyler threw for 400 on this team here. And if you look, Baker Mayfield got over this number comfortably in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this game profiles a lot closer to that game, high scoring, back and forth, up and down affair, as opposed to when they met the Texans and the Bears. I do. I, I agree with what you're saying. And also, let's keep it, you know, the concept of who you played, when you played them, and how you did here. Now we take a look at Minnesota. What a bad loss, Kevin. Can't even believe they lost to Cincinnati. Oh, my goodness. This team stinks. Well, yeah. the Eagles don't actually stink, yeah. it looks like here. Then you go on the road. You play Arizona, who's a really good football team. You probably should have beaten them. The Seattle Seahawks come to town. That's a good football team. You beat them. So now you line up against Cleveland. It's not as if you're leveling up in competition where we take a look at, let's just say, the Denver Broncos when they go up against the Ravens, saying, well, okay, the Broncos are a good team, but who have actually they played? Minnesota mm-hmm. played some good football teams here. If Dalvin Cook is healthy, which he has practiced this week, we'll see how healthy he is come Sunday with some of the final reports on practices today. But this will be a fun game just to sit back and watch. Two good football teams playing here on a Sunday. Also wanted to make sure I, I did bring up the Kareem Hunt rushing prop. This was a target player for the show earlier in the week. The number is not posted yet, but just for reference, last week that number was 34 and a half. I think it will be adjusted up due to the big performance that he had uh, last week against the Bears, but still keep it under 45, and I still think, yeah, and that's 10 yards being added on. I still think you could play the Kareem Hunt number take a break here on the early line a big game up in denver we'll break that one down next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here. On the early line, Kevin Walsh, Tony Wrightside, hanging out with you. Got a good one going on this week in Denver. Man, this, whew, Broncos, Ravens, what can you say? Now, Lamar is questionable, which obviously will throw this game off massively if he misses this game, but I'd like to think he will play, and the spread suggests he will play. Baltimore, a slight, slight favorite Minus 112 on the money line. The Broncos are minus 104. 44 and a half is the total here, Donnie, in the Broncos-Ravens matchup. I got to tell you, I like this game a lot more on Monday and Tuesday towards the Denver Broncos than I do here sitting on a Friday. Why is that? It's everything is predicated on the health of your offensive line, and Denver could be down two starters in this football game with Glasgow and Reisner. That's a devastating affair here. When you take a look at Baltimore, who doesn't have a great defense, but they are getting some linebackers and some pass rush help back this week after those injuries and the COVID uh, conditions that had to deal with with Detroit. Now, also keep in mind, Baltimore didn't look great against Detroit, who's not a great football team. Now you're going to have back-to-back road games. But the thing that interests me the most is how well Teddy Bridgewater is playing on this young season. Maybe that was the right move to go with Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. We'll see how it plays out. But also keep in mind, The teams that they played early on, Kevin, I don't think it really mattered all that much if Drew Locke played or Teddy Bridgewater played because they weren't good football teams. Mm. Baltimore presents a lot of different options than what we've seen over the past three games here Mm. of what the the, uh, Denver Broncos went up against. So let's take a look at what we like in this game. Denver Broncos at home, that's a check. They have a very good defense. Maybe they can frustrate Lamar Jackson. That also helps. And also keep in mind, Lamar Jackson isn't just sitting out of practice as rest and veteran days here. He has a legitimate back injury, which flared up, I guess, during the week with some back spasms. Doesn't take much to go to elevation and have some issues with some maybe dehydration, and that back starts to freeze up again because, as we know, that offense only goes as far as Lamar Jackson takes them. Over under 44.5. Don't have a real good look at that one, but I have to say I'm trying to find a way, Kevin, to take the Denver Broncos because I think they're a good football team and they're going places this year. But if I'm down two starting offensive line to begin the game, as we always like to say now, you don't get healthier. It's not like you look and say, well, they're down two offensive linemen. At least they won't get injured again in the game. What happens if you go with another injury? Are you down to your third string guard already going up against the Ravens? This is a tough one to try to figure out, but that line is cheap here. Switching back from minus favorites uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, switching back over to Denver as a favorite. Now back to the Baltimore Ravens. Something to keep an eye on out there today. Look at those practice reports to see who's in and who's out on that offensive line for the Denver Broncos, Kevin. So this is a a spot, Donnie, where I've found myself a bit of a villain in Denver, I've I've realized, because I thought they Uh should have started Drew Locke. Now, now DRS says that they might be three if Locke played. I didn't. I I thought I just heard that. The reality is that isn't the point here. They are 3-0, no doubt about it. But no matter how many times Broncos fans, you got to play who's in front of you. Yes, you do, and you got to beat those teams, and yes, they did, but we can still acknowledge who it was. Quite possibly, three for three on being the worst teams in the NFL in the Jets, the Giants, and the Jaguars. That's the reality of this situation here for the Denver Broncos. Had they played anybody else in these first three weeks and lost the game, they'd be getting at least a field goal here to the Baltimore Ravens. But for me, honestly, this isn't even about Denver. Again, I've been saying Denver's, even even against bad teams, I've been impressed. Give them their credit. 
for not only being 3-0, they're 3-0 against the number. They are playing good football. A shutout is a shutout, and they pitched one last week. I am a Ravens backer. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and someone the other day said to me, oh, I'm not sure how impressive that is. What if the Chiefs are bad? Don't do that. That's a horrible thought process. I promise you don't do that. And as far as the Lions game goes, I understand that the Detroit Lions maybe round out the bottom four of the NFL, but that's a game where the Ravens come off of their most emotional regular season win in quite some time and go to Detroit and should have ran them off the field if Hollywood Brown caught multiple wide-open touchdowns there the second half stalled and they needed Justin Tucker to go out there and be the goat and he obliged and won them that football game here I think the Ravens are at least a field goal better than the Denver Broncos even in Denver and I trust the Baltimore Ravens I know it'll come off like Broncos slander but to me Donnie this is about Baltimore You're right, and it should be about Baltimore here because coming into the season, what were the expectations comparisons to Baltimore and the Denver Broncos? It was much more, can Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, maybe Lamar Jackson wins the MVP, and Baltimore always has a good football team, and ah, let's wait and see here for the Denver Broncos is what we get out of it. Well, now, case in point, here we go in Denver. This is one of the ultimate home field advantages, Kevin. Forget about the fans in the stands who are great in Denver, but you're at elevation. Lamar Jackson has never played in elevation. We'll see how that plays out, but this is a very good defense that can contain Lamar Jackson at all levels. Speed on the, speed and pass rushing on the defensive line, athletic linebackers, and a very good secondary. This will be a great NFL football game here at 425. And just to clear the air up here, Kevin, uh, Thursday, August 4th, I said right here on this show, Teddy Bridgewater should be your quarterback opening day. I don't want to hear anything about it. You're on Drew Locke's side, so that score has already been settled here. And by the way, I don't even know if Thursday was August 4th anyway with that date. So you see where I'm going here. No, it wasn't Thursday, no matter what anybody tries to tell you, Donnie. Absolutely (laughs) true. The Bills and the Texans is another game that we are obliged to talk about here. I labeled this a legendary stay-away spot in my notes. I have no idea. Uh -uh. (laughs) Well, I mean, Buffalo's laying 17 and a half points. The people of Buffalo, we're on good terms, aren't we? After last week, I said nothing but good things as you beat those absolute clown shows that are the Washington football team here. But I... I mean, I'm just not running to the window to lay 17 and a half, but also I have no idea how the Texans score in this game. But maybe Buffalo wins this game 48-0 and hits the over? What do you make of this one, Donnie? Now, if you read the translator here, if you guys did the closed caption, up, basically what Kevin just said is Buffalo's not a good football team, and he looks for Houston to come into Buffalo and pick up an easy victory over the Bills. But that's not me. That's that's not me here, guys. I look at this game, and normally me, old school Donnie in his 40s, you know, old school handicapping ways, get out of town. 17 (laughs) points, as my father would say, Kevin, too many points in the NFL. Not so fast here. Was it too many points when the Miami Dolphins got beat 35 to nothing by the same Buffalo? Bills team or how about a Washington football team with the best defense in the NFL that they absolutely by over 20 points yes the best defense in the NFL as Kevin has routinely said here on the show now let's look at this game overall the Buffalo Bills are a really good football team here why can't they Mm. win by 17 or more against a horrendous Texans offense here Who's to say they won't have this line covering by the half? And if you think if they're up 24 points or 23 points in the fourth quarter, Davis Mills is leading an 80-yard touchdown drive with three minutes to go for no apparent reason than to cover a spread, it's not happening. Buffalo rolls in this football game by 20-plus, and I won't hear any other sides here, Kevin. Man, you know, we have a lot of segments on the early line hot or not all right college football breakdown i didn't know midway through the week four breakdown we entered the gimmick segment here i just didn't get that update Uh-oh. but donnie's playing Uh-oh. it well he he certainly is hashtag but as a man of the people hashtag it up i've been saying nothing but good things about this bill's defense and i just have no idea how the texans score i i i, I have no idea how they sc- the crazy thing is is so Davis Mills' first career start comes on a short week. Now they get the little mini buy here. In a game where they should be losing start to finish, can he throw Donnie for 206 yards, like over 205, 
and a half passing for for Davis Mills. Maybe worth a look there. Also, the Josh Allen passing number isn't a bad look at all. 278 and a half. You notice that when the Bills blow teams out, they love to let J.A. just throw it all around. Or they kind of sink up there a little bit. Him throwing for 300 yards in this game wouldn't shock me in the slightest. I, I think it's a legitimately good look there. I want to bring up another uh, game before we hit our break, though, Donnie, involving a couple of AFC contenders. Eh, that's not true anymore. They were supposed to be, though, oh. the Dolphins and the Colts. One win combined between this group right here. Miami, the favorite, the total 42 and a half. Time to crack into that eight and a half, Donnie, and start chiseling away on Indy? They got to start showing up sooner or later, but they always show up in football (laughs) games with disappear in the fourth quarter. Maybe that's Carson Wentz's MO right now, but I have to say, looking at this game offensively between the Colts and the Dolphins, both of these teams should just go to the Delaware wing T offense because I don't see anything explosive coming from either quarterback Mm. in this one. Case in point, FanDuel opens up here in New Jersey. Kevin has a total at 45 and a half. What are we sitting at today? 42 and a half. And us being over guys that seemingly pick unders at an unbelievable clip and hitting rate, I think this game plays to an under at the 42 and a half in this one. Where's the explosive plays coming back? Jacoby Brissett? Uh Uh-uh. Carson Wentz with two bad ankles? Uh Uh-uh. Waiting for T.Y. Hilton to come back at wide receiver? I don't see many points in this game, but please... Do not have me on this show in two weeks where we're looking at the FanDuel weekly specials and the Colts are now the favorite for the last team in the NFL to pick up a win. It's not a good look here for a host here, people. It's not a good look. It's so tough. Donnie's win total over, and then just the Jets and the Giants hanging out there trying to scrap and claw to their first of the season. I'll be honest with you, though. I think the Colts got their first win of the season here. Miami, at the end of the day, even if that game finished with them scoring 28 points, it was a miraculous fourth quarter piece of heroics from Brissett to get them even close to that mark. They had the benefit of a pick six as well. Coming off of not only an overtime game, but a game where they pretty much played the entirety of overtime makes this tough makes this tough this is the Colts easiest opponent of the season that's not even a slight to Miami just look at the way the schedule started out for Indy here I think the Colts get on the board we take a break we come back pick six is around the corner keep it locked on sports sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Back right here on Sports Grid and the Atlanta Falcons against the Washington football team as underdogs? Hold on a minute now. Have we not been watching Washington football all, all year long? A minus 120 favorite? Is Atlanta this bad here? I mean, Donna, I thought the people had caught up. Washington is terrible. What do you make of this game? 
This is a simple cap for me. And Sidney Crosby was once asked about the rivalry between the Penguins and the Flyers. And they said, you know, what do you think about the Flyers? And Sidney Crosby says, I don't like them. And they ask him a follow-up question. Why don't you like them? I just don't like them. That's my thought process here with the Atlanta Falcons. What is there to like about the Falcons? Mm. Good defense? Nope. Mobile quarterback with a big arm? Absolutely not. A lot of wide receivers outside of Calvin Ridley got basically none. A running game that is in slow motion? Checkmate on this one. If I'm looking from a Washington football perspective, I like them as the better team overall. I'm not down so much on Taylor Heineke. He hasn't had a great season, but he's mobile enough to make plays. If I'm going to get McLaren on one side, Samuel on the other side, and if I can get Antonio Gibson to the starting line, which he sat out yesterday in practice on the practice work due to a shin injury, but the football team says, hey, just an abundance of caution. We always like that terminology. We kept him out yesterday. He should be fine for Sunday. Overall, it just comes down to me. I don't trust the Atlanta Falcons. I put zero stock, Kevin, absolutely zero stock in that victory against the New York Giants. They did nothing in that football game. The Giants were just horrendous and injured and couldn't get out of their own way. So did they have a fourth quarter comeback? Yes, they did. But I don't trust them here. If we keep this game under a field goal, it's the Washington football team for me. Just because why again, Kevin? I just don't like them being the Atlanta Falcons. I feel like I could just take everything Donnie said, except you just put my voice over and take out the Falcons and put the Washington football team in. They're not good. <laughs> but I think at this point, everyone's starting to realize that they're not good. See, like, look at that total, 47 and a half. They can't post low totals anymore for football team games because they're not good. And at the end of the day, did the Falcons come back against the New York Giants? Are we over the moon about a performance like that? No, but it was on the road. Giants had extra prep time there. Certainly a better performance than Washington put forward against those same New York Giants when they hosted them on that Thursday night game here. Yeah, Washington can't be a road favorite. Not against the Falcons. No way. They're both one and two football teams. And Atlanta, by the way, was competitive against Tampa Bay until Matt Ryan found the wrong team multiple times there. I take the Falcons as a home dog, and I don't really think twice about this spot right now. The 47 and a half is just also, I just think it's funny at this point that that's where we are on this football team defense. The Falcons are a team that nobody wants to back, but they still can't put the total too low because people, again, are catching on that Washington is wildly overrated. Let's talk a little Jets-Titans here, Donnie. The Tennessee Titans might hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 50 times in this game. Julio and A.J. Brown are out over unders 44 and a half. Zach Wilson ready to get on the board or what? This is one of those games you look at and say, hey, the Jets finally catch a little bit of a breather on defense, but it doesn't seem like it matters. Is Jameis Crowder, Jamison Crowder going to play in this game? We don't know. So it just leaves you with Corey Davis mm. and nothing else whatsoever on the Jets' offense. Now you're going up against a defense that's not as good as the first three teams that you faced from a Jets' perspective. But, again, Tennessee going to be down two wide receivers, your two best wide receivers. You still do have a good quarterback and a legitimate running game, and that's much more than the New York Jets have. So we look at the lines here hovering around sevens now at that six and a half rate and the under mm -hmm. dropping 48 and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook now down to that 44 and a half range. It just comes down to the simplest forms of handicapping, Kevin. Where are the big plays coming in this game? And if you know Tennessee mm -hmm. wants to run the football, you're putting eight and nine in the box and saying, good luck, Ryan Tannehill. Beat me with these underwhelming wide receivers. And from a Jets perspective, what if you like from the Jets? It's going the opposite direction. Hey, what a big explosion opening week where we didn't show up in the first half, but we got 14 points. We're on our way. All right, all right. We only got six points the next game. It's only up from here. No, it's only below from there because you got zero in the following game. What's a great, unbelievable performance from the Jets in this one? 12 points, 13 points, 14 points. This game screams under for me, Kevin. And yet, I love the over in this football game, and I just, oh. I just can't help it. I don't think you can put Titans games under 45. I, I just don't think you can. And I get it. Last week against the Colts was an under. Donnie, I know you watched that game closely. Indianapolis shot themselves in the foot, or maybe both ankles is a better way to describe it, multiple times yeah. there. That game yep. should have had more juice. Also, Derrick Henry is – it's not like, oh, they're going to chew the clock out and Derrick Henry – Derrick Henry's going to bust a 70-yard touchdown in this game. Of course he will. Also, Ryan Tannehill threw three touchdown passes last week in a game that A.J. Brown left immediately in. And Julio Jones didn't catch any 
of those touchdowns there. I think the Titans will still do enough, and I think their defense, at the end of the day, for the Jets here, I know the offense has been horrific, and it's been horrific. At Denver, New England, at Carolina. Those are really good defenses that they've played to start the season here. This is a massive, massive step back in terms of caliber of the defense, in my estimation, for the Jets here. I just don't think you can put Titans games at 44 and a half, Donnie. I, I think it's a nice overspot here. It's And you always talk about the pain team totals. It's almost like a pain total, but just overall. And I, I think it gets over. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating. If the Jets, again, this leads up to it. Like, the Jets take the opening kickoff and go 75 yards in five plays and punch it in. Like, whoa, where has this been yeah. here? But I know the Jets. I've watched the Jets. There's nothing good about their offense, and there's nothing explosive, mm-hmm. which is going to be tough because, again, the Tennessee Titans defense isn't very good. It's not nearly as effective as the first three teams that the Jets played this year, but I just look at that offense, and I don't know where the points are coming from. Now, maybe Jamison Crowder, as I say, gets back in the lineup, and they have a decent one-two punch with Corey Davis on the outside. Until I see it, I just can't trust it here just yet for the Jets offense. Now, the last game to get to before we give you the pick six. It was a great week last week on the pick six. Very excited to get into it this week here. Donnie, the Moneyline dog streak has been phenomenal. I was able to present a nice little 6-0 and sweep, which was exciting as well. There's one more game to get to, Donnie. The problem is, I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears, so I'm not even sure it's really worth, this, worth talking about here. I mean, the Bears are laying three with an unlisted starter, and the total's 41, 41 and a half. I... There's no props because, of course, there's no props. We don't know who's playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Like Rodney Dangerfield, the Detroit Lions, they get no respect out here. You're right. What do you say? First of all, who are we waiting on here? Aaron Rodgers might be able to play in this game. Tom Brady might be able to play in this game. Joe Montana's coming back. You're talking about Chicago. Oh, this is going to be a big deal. All right, let's break it down. Andy Dalton comes back on one leg and can't move behind a sieve of an offensive line. That sounds like a great one. Or how about this one? Justin Fields, who was horrendous in Cincinnati and can't get any worse, actually got worse on a road loss to the Cleveland Browns. So I don't care who they throw out here. The one thing I know about Detroit, that's a scrappy bunch over here. I said it all week long, Kevin. If I can get three points in this game, I am taking the Detroit Lions. But you are correct. It's hilarious. Chicago doesn't know who their quarterback is. Maybe they're best off putting, I don't know, Montgomery at quarterback and running, like I just said previously, there, the Delaware wing tee. It can't get any better mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bears. I think it could get worse. Say, wait a second. Did you see the performance against the Browns? I did. Who's going to be a quarterback? Who cares? Man, give me the three points if I can get it on the Lions. And, and this isn't a joke nor a gimmick. The only way you could convince me to bet the Bears is if Nick Foles is the quarterback. It's the only yes, way you could like get it. me to back like the Bears there. I'm, I'm da- like, like, because Dalton's hurt, and like Fields is horrifying right now. And even if that's all Matt Nagy's fault, it doesn't change the fact that that's still Matt Nagy coaching the football team there. Like, Foles is a magic man, and he will come in and randomly they'll have 27 points because he's Nick Foles. So... Or, like, if they start Fields and then bench him for Foles, you'll love a live bet on the Chicago Bears. Let's do a little pick six, though, Donnie. Let your bat lead off here. And I know that this game we just talked about will be featured in some capacity here for your pick six. Yep, and, and you know what's interesting about this? I felt really good about my picks. Eh, five and one last week. That's a great week. Kev up, ups me, one-ups me, I should say, six and oh. So let's get back to the basics here this weekend. Touchdown score this week. I'm going to my Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia. This game's going to be a runaway game. Stephon Diggs is going to eat and eat early in this one because he might not even need to play in the fourth quarter here. Stephon Diggs, anytime touchdown here at a minus 145. My money line dog of the week to keep the streak going. And I'm going to go out to the NFC West here, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Now, also, I need a little bit of help here from the practice report. Come on, DK Metcalf. Rehab your foot. Let's go. Same thing with the hip injury for Tyler Lockett. If both of those guys are at the starting gate, I feel very comfortable here for myself in taking the Seattle Seahawks. And also, if George Kittle doesn't make it to the starting gate for the 49ers, I like it even more. Moneyline dog, Seattle Seahawks, plus 128. My under of the week, which should is, could be a blowout of the week. I don't see where the points are coming from for Houston. So if we're looking at another 35 to nothing effort here from the Buffalo Bills, that is my under of the week. The Texans and the Bills under 47 
alt line of the week. I like the Denver Broncos. Last week, I went with a three and a half with the Chargers who won outright for plus money. I'm going to switch it up and lay a little bit of juice in this one. I think you get a close game out in Denver. I'll take those Broncos at plus three and a half on the alt line at minus 160. My yardage prop, love it. Michael Sanders prop to go over 55 and a half rushing yards between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. That's at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now at a minus 114. And my teaser game of the week. Maybe the most important play of the week, Kevin. That is the Detroit Lions. We just went over it. If you're telling me Justin Fields and the Bears win by double digits, I'll tip my cap and move on. But I don't think it's happening here. The Lions at plus nine. The pick six, Kevin. The stage is yours. Man, let me just say, though, a lot of good spots there. But as Donnie mentioned on the teasers, the tag team teaser is 3-0. and And the intensity yeah. grows with each and every week as one of us is going to mess this up we don't root for and each I other just either, hope these people it is, no 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 and it's very we're very open about this i act i am actively cheering against the detroit lions here especially if my game goes down like if all of a sudden my yep. game's on the ropes there like whoa boo like yep. trust me like that's i can't be the one that messes this deal up there i'll start yep. with my teaser game it's the saints minus one I think I'd lay 17 with the New Orleans Saints there. They're going to win this football game. I think they're going to absolutely blast the New York Giants, whether it's Jameis Winston throwing for 200 yards or Daniel Jones turning the football over 200 times. I think this is a spot where the Saints absolutely roll. I'll go reverse order here. My yards prop. This second time, I think my yards prop has been Jalen Hurts' passing prop. I'll just keep making it if they're going to keep leaving it this low. 235 and a half. He's been over this in four of the six games that he has started and finished in his career. They're playing the Chiefs. It's going to be all garbage time. That's fine by me. You can still win a bet that way. I think over 235 and a half for Hertz is a great look. My alt line here. And we're two and one on this, by the way, for these all overs. Let's get ugly. Jets. Titans over 48 and a half at plus 140. I'm getting side eyes in the room and I don't even mind it. Derrick Henry bust a 70 yard touchdown. Zach Wilson, don't be a total nightmare. And if you are, throw a pick six. Let's help get this game over for the under. 52 Niners Seahawks here Donnie went through the cap for his money line dog you notice a lot of key offensive players injured I think this is a slower game than the total indicates under 52 my money line dog it's the Colts it's plus 116 yes it's short but I think it is a winner I think Wentz and the Colts get on the board finally and lastly it's juicy but it's gonna win Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown score, minus 180. He will get into the end zone. And if you want bigger juice there, over 4-1 to one for two touchdowns from Travis Kelsey. That's the pick six up next. Donnie Wrightside closes out the week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. 
Last segment of the week for the early line on a football Friday right here on the Sports Grid Network with myself and Kevin Walsh getting you caught up to date from everything you need to know about this football weekend here. But we are going to hand it off shortly to the morning after and Ben Stevens 9-12. to 12. A lot of good guests coming up on the show and also setting it ready for Major League Baseball tonight, the final weekend, and also that exciting Saturday, college football card and Sunday NFL. But we didn't get the chance to talk about this equation earlier today on the early line. That was the Miami Hurricanes who played last last night against the Virginia Cavaliers. Miami didn't look good for the most part of that game. Fought all the way back with a chance to win the game. Manny Diaz, head football coach, makes a key decision which impacted the loss for the Miami Hurricanes, 30-28. to Late in that football game, under two minutes to go, not many timeouts left for Virginia. Miami decides to play for a field goal with a freshman kicker, Andy Borregales. And I think you know what happened here, because yes, I just told you the final score. But what is the deal here? At about the 15-yard line, you run two plays directly up the middle, designed to hopefully gain no yards, apparently. Then you take your young quarterback and ask him to run the football into the middle of the field to lose more yards. So not like you're playing for an extra point in college football, but a 33-yard field goal for a young freshman kicker was no surprise as I was watching this football game, sitting back as a Miami Hurricanes fan and going, they deserve to lose this football game by the way they close this game out. The field goal, and rightfully so, fade off the upright as the Virginia Cavaliers team stormed the field with a big-time victory. But as I say big-time, this would have been big-time if it was 1987, 1991, 2001, or even in the early 2000s. This is not the same Miami Hurricanes football team, but teams that go into Hard Rock Stadium and the old Orange Bowl to pick up victories still celebrate like it's 1999. Come on, Miami. Come on. Get it together here. Play for the win. Not for the field goals here. That'll do it for us on the early line. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Wallace carried you through. Now it's time to hand it over to the morning after. Right here on a football Friday on the Sports Grid Network. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.